Hello and welcome to the Trinity Podcast with me, Rob Burkhead. And me, Ben Hughes. We are the co-founders of Trinity Transformation and creators of the Fit Over 40 method. And for more information about what we do, just head over to www.fit40info.com. So in today's episode, we're going to be revealing the number one secret to drop two dress sizes in 2021. So sit back and relax and welcome to today's Trinity podcast. So firstly, for everyone watching, we hope you had a good Christmas this year. We're recording this on the New Year's Eve. 2020 uh, but if you're anything like the women who have been signing up to our fit over 40 program this week lots of women have been taking advantage and getting getting on board ready for january there is a chance that you may have gained a few extra pounds and you may have a few extra pounds to lose in 2021 now most people when they decide that they're going to start their fitness journey they will decide they're going to start a new program in january kind of new me new new year new me and all of that which is great. And I like that enthusiasm, but I speak to so many women who are in their forties and fifties who do start out with loads and loads of motivation only to fall up, fall off track after a few weeks. So, you know, by February, like when, when we were able to go to gyms, obviously they're all shut. Um, we're both in tier four, me and Rob now, but I remember I'd go to the gym in January. It'd be absolutely packed, but by kind of mid February, it would have completely emptied out again. No, all those people that were in January had all given up and all stopped. And one of the main reasons that that happens for women who are over 40 is because they don't see any results in the mirror. And it's like nothing is more frustrating than spending all week on a diet plan or spending those first few weeks of the year, like, you know, really watching your nutrition and watching what you're eating and exercising only to get on the scales and see zero movement whatsoever. And this usually happens for women over 40 because of changing hormones and high stress levels, which can make it more difficult for them to see results with kind of the normal diet and slimming clubs and approaches that people tend to take. And this leaves so many women just completely stuck and feeling like they're unable to lose weight at all. So like dreading shopping for clothes, um, especially after Christmas, because nothing seems to fit quite right. Um, and for women over 40, it, it tends to be around the middle where clothes start to get tighter. I speak to so many women who kind of they've started dressing to cover up problem areas rather than wearing the clothes that they used to love wearing. And they're just constantly kind of, their mind is preoccupied about their weight and how getting this weight under control and, and this weight spiraling out of control and feeling like they'll never be able to lose that again. And that's never a nice place to be for anybody. But luckily there is a way for women over 40 to drop up to two dress sizes in as little as two, 12 weeks. And that's basically exactly what we do inside of our Fit Over 40 program. And in today's podcast, we're going to break down the exact strategies that we use with our clients to help them turn it around, help them get the weight off and help them keep that weight off for life as well. So first of all, then, I'm going to kind of break this to you, but the, the number one secret to dropping two dress size in 2021 is going to be different for every single one of you or at least for a few of you. It's not, you the, the same tactic for one of you is not gonna work for another one of you. There's no like one size fits all solution. And that's something I'd be very wary of going into 2021. If you're just gonna do some generic diet that's the same as your friend's gonna be doing and the same as your partner might be doing, or you know, a, a man and a woman or a younger and an older person, that's a bit of a red flag because it needs to be unique to you. And we're gonna talk about that today because 
what the solution actually is, and we're going to give you different solutions today, depending on what you struggle with most, what that solution is does depend on that thing, the thing you're struggling with the most. It could be that you're being consistent, but you're not seeing results. So that's kind of one of the areas we, we see. And one of the problems we see a lot with people is they, they're doing what they think they need to do, but they're not seeing results. So we're going to talk about that one first. And then the other one is the other camp is kind of not being consistent enough to see results in the first place. You kind of already know you're not being consistent enough with exercise or with your eating or perhaps with a bit of both to see results. So there's either the fact that you're being consistent, you're, you know, you're doing something regularly, but things are just not changing like they used to. It's very common with women over 40. And then there's the other one where, you know, you're just not even being consistent enough to see changes. You, you're on it for half the week and then off for the other half of the week, or you're exercising one week and then not exercising for three weeks. We're going to help you with both of those today. And it just depends which, which camp you fall into. So if you're in the first camp, you're being consistent already, or Christmas aside, let's ignore Christmas, but let's say just before Christmas, you're being consistent, but you're just not seeing results. Well, you've been doing that fairly recently. If that's you, then it's all about figuring out why you're not seeing results. And this could be for a number of reasons. So what we're going to do is we're going to run through sort of the, the main four reasons we see people don't see results, even if they are being consistent. So Ben, why don't you kick off with the, the first and sort of main reason we see for women over 40? So the first and kind of main reason is essentially down to hormones. So if you're kind of a woman who's in, the, in your 40s and 50s, you'll, you'll be well aware that at some point you're going to go through some significant hormonal changes when you reach the menopause but physical and hormonal changes can start kind of five to ten years before that actual clinical menopause and this can lead to loads and loads of different effects such as um, you know, heightened stress response so you experience more of the stress hormones and more stress from the same things that you would have dealt with in the past um, it can it can lead to changing levels of progesterone and estrogen as those hormones start to fluctuate it can lead to joint aches and pains, it can lead to changes to metabolism, but the kind of overall result of all of that in terms of losing weight and in terms of fitness is that can all make it easier to gain weight, especially around the middle, and it can make it more difficult to lose that weight again using kind of the, the normal methods. And this can leave many women just completely stuck and feeling unable to see results in the mirror. So to get around this kind of hormonal block the solution is basically rather than just taking a general fitness approach that's just designed to work for your average dieter. So, you know, the average diet plan is designed for someone who's kind of in their 20s, in their 30s. It's not generally specific to men or women either. So it's just this kind of average one size fits all approach. And while it will, you know, that that might fit most people in their 20s and 30s. However, women over 40 kind of sit outside of, of that category. So if you're in that group, you kind of need an approach which is specifically designed to work for you and which works with your hormones rather than working against them. And the key things to look out for in that kind of approach are number one, kind of low impact weight-based workouts. And what they'll do is they'll help you to speed up your metabolism, keep that moving along. They'll help you to, because it's low impact, they'll be kind to the joints because it's low impact. It'll be, um, it, it will avoid your stress levels spiraling out of control and stress is something we're going to cover a bit more in detail later um, but yeah you need a low impact weight space workout program you need with nutrition basically a sensible approach which doesn't involve anything too extreme if you want to know kind of some of the extreme things that you might want to avoid in 2021 have about have a look back through some of our previous podcasts um, and you'll see we did a podcast on approaches that you 
probably want to avoid in 2021. So that will kind of cover those things. And you also want to make sure, as well as having the right kind of nutrition, right kind of workouts for your hormones, that you're actively working to manage your stress levels and keep that stress under control. So we use a number of different techniques and tactics inside of our programs, um, basically to help the women that we work with keep those stress levels down despite you know looking after a family having a busy career and also having that heightened stress response as a result of heading towards the menopause so to sum up i know this is kind of a general solution but you basically need something which is designed to work for your body and your hormones and we're going to go into a bit more detail now um but find something that works for you is kind of the number one tip so yeah in, inside of that then the next thing we're going to talk about is a few specific things that we see um, women over 40 getting wrong, as well as not having something that's not quite right for their hormones, as Ben just said. There's some simple mistakes that people are making that if we can just fix those, you're going to start seeing some quicker results and hopefully start to lose those, those dress sizes as well. So the first one is actually just portion sizes because it's possible to eat healthy food, but just still be consuming too much, too many calories. And if you're eating the same as your partner, this is a really common thing that I see. Um, you know, it, if your partner's a man, he's probably going to be eating, be able to eat more than you and maintain their weight. It's just, it, unfortunately, that's just the difference in terms of hormones and size, muscle mass and things like that. I mean, men can usually eat more um, than women and maintain their weight. So it's quite possible that you're eating too much if you're eating the same as your partner. Almost certainly you should not be eating the same as your partner um, if you want to you keep your, your weight under control. And then secondly... If you're eating the same as you used to when you were younger or more active, so maybe you had a less sedentary job, you weren't tied to a desk so much. I know during coronavirus, a lot of my um, clients during COVID have been more desk-based than ever in back-to-back -back meetings all day long on Zoom or team meetings or Skype meetings and things like this all day. Um, but there are also a lot of people we speak to who just are still eating the diets they used to do when they were in their 20s and 30s, and it's not going to work the same way now for, for a lot of the reasons Ben just explained because ultimately you can't escape the basic science of weight loss, which is you need to consume the right amount of calories for you. And calories are a measure of how much energy is in food and drink. And you must consistently consume the right amount of calories for you over the whole week, including the weekend. And it should not be too much or too little. If you starve yourself, this can cause just as many problems as giving, having too much. So it needs to be this sort of sweet spot in the middle. And that sweet spot, that number is going to be unique to you. It must into, take into account your current age. So it must, must not be a number that worked for you 10, 20 years ago. It needs to be your, for your current age, your current hormonal situation as well. Any health concerns you have as well, like hyperthyroidism, PCOS, dieting history, as well as things like your height, your weight, all the usual stuff as well, so body fat percentage. And these are, these are things that we take into account for all of our clients and we give them a unique number that's right for them. And we help them to eat the correct portions for them as well. So your portions must be based on this. They must be based on the amount of calories you can consume now, based on your hormonal situation, based on your age, based on your lifestyle, um, in order to see good progress. You, if you just eat the same portions you always ate, it's probably not going to work for you. If you just eat the same portions to your partner, it probably won't work for you as well. Now, the only other thing to add to this is it doesn't mean you need to starve yourself. You don't have to have tiny, tiny portions and only eat salad. Lots of our clients eat lots of interesting meals all the time. They eat proper meals three times a day most of the time. But you do need to make sure that those meals are made up of the right foods, 
that aren't too high in calories are that are going to fill you up if they if you're just making up your, your day of a load of snacks and junk food which i know can happen a lot over christmas that's probably not going to work for you so you do need to get your portion sizes right um, and that's one quick and easy fix that should start to get the the weight moving and again that must be unique to you and that's one thing we help all our clients to do so another kind of trap people fall into is uh, rob you kind of touched on this already but it, it's it is possible to kind of eat healthy and not eat too much but then to mess it up by kind of consuming too much alcohol on top of that which can put the brakes on your progress so alcohol does contain quite a lot of calories so it contains seven calories per gram and just to compare that to other foods carbs are about four calories per gram and like pure fat so like a block of lard would be nine calories per gram so alcohol is almost as you know calorific as as literally pure fat so it's very very easy to consume hundreds of calories of alcohol especially because you know it doesn't it just doesn't fill you up in the same way as other foods if you're just you know you can easily just keep drinking glasses of wine glasses of wine it doesn't feel like it's really filling you up much because it's not a huge volume of food that's going into your stomach um so it's very very easy to over consume on alcohol so just as an example a bottle of wine is about 700 calories so you know, the equivalent in terms of food would be something like three large jacket potatoes. And lots of people do like, you know, especially with some of the approaches that were popular last year, kind of the year before, lots of people were kind of running away from carbs with these kind of keto low carb approaches, not realizing that kind of carbs, they actually contain less calories than, than many alcoholic drinks. So, you know, to compare it, you could have three large jacket potatoes, for me, that's going to really, really fill me up. If I just eat three three large jacket potatoes, especially eating them dry with no fillings on, not going to be the most enjoyable thing. But if I dry, I could probably quite easily drink a bottle of wine. Um, I mean, that's what, it's three large glasses of wine. If you give me an hour to like sip on my glass, glass of wine, I'll easily get through that. And I'm probably not going to feel that full afterwards. If anything, so because of the way alcohol kind of lowers your, in, your inhibitions, I'm going to drink that bottle of wine. I'm going to be more hungry. I'm going to want the jacket potatoes after it as well. And that's kind of the, the danger of um, over drinking and overeating in combination. And that can also make the side effects of those hormonal changes, which we talked about before, like, men, like when you're heading towards menopause, that can make all of those changes seem much worse as well. So it's very, very easy to put the brakes on your progress and undo all of your hard work by having too much alcohol alongside kind of eating some of the wrong things, maybe not doing enough exercise as well, and those hormonal changes that happen for women who are over 40. So solution to that is gen generally just um, try to drink less. You've got to keep your alcohol under control. So for our clients, we don't say, you know, you never have to have a drink. You've got to ban this completely. It can really, really help to do a short period of time. So, for example, just a week or two weeks of cutting alcohol out completely if it's something that you struggle to stay away from. So if you think you've got, you know, just a kind of a minor dependency, you're always reaching for that glass of wine after a stressful day of work. Um, you're just finding yourself kind of getting pulled towards the alcohol, not really knowing why. Having a short break from it can help to kind of reset those cravings and reset that almost dependency but once you've managed to do that it's fine to have it in moderation it's just all about fitting it in to your overall kind of calorie allowance for the day so it's a big difference between having a whole bottle of wine or having like a nice slimline gnt which is going to have hardly any calories in it Rob, do you know off the top of your head how many calories are in a gnt roughly <laughs> 
Yeah, so a, a slimline single gin and tonic is going to be about 55, 60 calories, whereas a bottle of a glass of wine, not even a bottle, is about 200, 210, depending on if it's white or red. So about four times, three and a half, four times less calories in a gin and tonic than a wine. And understanding things like this, which a lot of our clients will learn to do and will teach them to do, means that they can make a more informed choice um, and therefore they can they can still enjoy a drink, like Ben was saying, but still see progress. Exactly, yeah. So if, if you know how to kind of manage alcohol and, and do this right, you can still enjoy enjoy drinks. You could probably fit in a glass of wine, you can fit in a few G&Ts, et cetera, into your week, and you'll be absolutely fine. You'll still drop those two dress sizes in 2021. Um, it just comes down to kind of having the right approach with it. Okay, and then the last sort of trap that we see people fall into um, that means that it looks like they're being consistent, but they're not seeing results is they're consistent in the week. So they stick to healthy eating and exercise in the week. But when it comes to the weekend, it all goes to the pot it all goes to pot, not to the pot. Um, so what, what tends to happen is they have a really stressful, really busy week and it gets to Friday night. And they just think, you know what? I deserve a treat. And they order themselves a takeaway or they cook themselves a fancy meal. And then they open that bottle of wine like we just talked about. They then wake up the next day feeling tired and groggy. They've probably not slept too well because of the alcohol. And then they continue that process. They just think, sod it. I'll start again on Monday. And they spend the whole weekend having, you know, whatever they want, fry up, takeaways, uh, all the snacks and crisps from the cupboard and treats that are left over from Christmas. And this cycle can just repeat over and over and over again. And it's very easy in just two, three days, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, for example, to kind of undo all of the hard work from the week. It's very easy to overeat a hell of a lot when it comes to treats, snacks, and alcohol. So it can leave people trapped in this situation where they're dieting all of the time, but they're not seeing any results in the mirror because they're undoing everything every single weekend. Then they're getting back to it Monday. They're being good Monday to Thursday, and then they undo it all again. So the solution to this is to really understand it's not being good on one day or a few days it's the total amount you consume over the week that's the important thing and if you eat the right amount of food and do the right you know right amount of exercise you find that right balance over the whole week you will lose weight even if you do have a few days where you enjoy yourself a bit more so there's two ways to do this you can either eat slightly less in the week which some of our clients will do to allow for more food and drink at the weekend and they find that right balance and we do have them measure this so they actually understand where that balance is or you just need to monitor your food intake at the weekend and be flexible with food choices. So you can still indulge, but not overindulge. You know where that limit lies. And again, we do this by, um, one of the things we do inside Fit Over 40 is our clients track this so that they can see, it's kind of like looking at your bank account. They can see when they're overspending or, over, or not. Same with their calories. They can see when they're overeating or not. And then they can compensate. So they can go, oh, maybe if I have that big roast dinner and that bottle of wine, and I'll, I'll switch that to half a bottle of wine and I'll not have breakfast that day to compensate and then that day still works. Or I'll eat less Monday to Thursday. Um, maybe I'll have a soup for lunch every single day so that then when it comes to the weekend, I have this sort of extra buffer, just like if you'd saved up some money that I can then spend the weekend. So the key thing is just to have some sort of solution for the weekends. There's a couple of different ways there I've given you to manage it, um, but making sure that you don't just put the blinders on every weekend because it's very easy otherwise to undo all your hard work from the weekend seem like you're not going anywhere just because you're constantly taking one step forward and one step back. So that's the first camp. That's kind of sort of the, the problems where um, it looks like you're being consistent, but you're not seeing results. They're kind of the main reasons 
why um why why people can get stuck in that situation so could be down to their hormones and their age and the approach not being right for that that's probably one of the most common ones we see um, and then kind of tied to that really these are all linked portion sizes being wrong having too much alcohol or um going off track at the weekends however there's also a second camp so the, the second camp is where you're not being consistent enough to see results and you kind of know it um, and some of the reasons we've already covered why that might be, and maybe you just already are aware of those problems. So in which case we've given you some solutions those already. Um, but there's also a couple more things that we haven't covered why you might be really struggling to be consistent, really struggling to stick to something enough. And consistency is absolutely key. It's one of the most important. Well, it's, it's just you have to have it to see good results. If you're not consistent, you're not going to see good results. So, Ben, why don't you jump into the consistency now and, and a couple of reasons why people struggle with that? So the first reason is basically giving up or kind of giving in to that almost like I deserve a treat voice in your head. So it's very, very easy to fail when you're alone. So when you have nobody kind of watching you or kind of keeping an eye on you, it's very, very easy to just say, ah, oh, you know, it doesn't matter. I'll just give up. It's not that important anyway. And when people have a tough week at work, and especially at this time of year when it's cold and it's dark and you just want to kind of comfort eat and have a nice bottle of wine on the sofa, you're usually going to give in to that urge if you have nobody to answer to. You'll most likely just go back to those old habits, undo all of the hard work for the week and just end up back at square one, having given into your own kind of mind and your own cravings. So the solution to this and what really, really helps make sure that all of our clients are able to stay on track is having some accountability. So every single week we have catch up calls with clients um, and clients will tell me that, you know, They've, they've still stuck to everything, even when things are really, really stressful, just because they know that they've had that phone call booked in with me and they've had to report back to me with how things have been going. It's kind of like having a boss at work. Like everybody who's got a job, usually if they're a decent employee, manages to you know get their work done on time, come into the office, do those basic things that, that you need to do to keep the, keep the job. Um, and ultimately, that just comes down to having that accountability there. So just knowing that you've got, you've got a boss, you've got to report to your boss, you've got to be accountable to your boss, means that you get up and you get that work done, even if you don't feel like it. And we have loads and loads of clients who, you know, they have very, very busy roles. And they'll put in tons and tons of effort, you know, maybe working really late nights sometimes, working into the evening, working days on the weekends, if they really, you know, they've got to get something really, really important doing, they'll go the extra mile in their work life because they've got that accountability. But when it comes to themselves and their fitness, because they haven't got that accountability there or before they had that accountability there, there's no way they were gonna squeeze in that extra workout on the evening or do a workout late at night just because they didn't have that same level of accountability. So solution to this is very, very simple. Like if you've got the same level of accountability that you have in something like your work as you do in your fitness, then it's, it just becomes very, because it's easy to succeed in your fitness as it is to make sure that you go get up and go to the office every single day. So one way to do this is just, you know, you can get accountability from you know, a friend or a family member. Problem with this is you're having to rely on that person to hold you accountable. And they, you know, if they're busy with their own life, maybe they've got their own struggles, they might not always be there to hold you accountable constantly. So the other way is just hire a coach. So you can work with somebody like myself or Rob inside of our Fit Over 40 program. You could work with another coach, whatever works best for you. But if you've got somebody there who is willing to hold you accountable, to chase you up when you've got 
when you you know you haven't been replying to keep following you up with you over and over and over again until they get you back on track it becomes so so easy to stay on track compared to just going on going it alone and i do think that's a good point you said there about friends or family they can keep you accountable but for loads of the people i speak to and i find this myself as well they just find it doesn't work very well if it's a family member like if it's your partner or even with a friend like especially with a partner they can be like shouldn't you not you, know, you shouldn't be eating that and the immediate response is like sod off don't say that to me it doesn't tend to have the same rapport like you need to it needs to be more like a boss and employee relationship i think I'm not saying with the boss to our clients but you know what i mean like a I don't even like the word boss, but you know, an employee to employee relationship rather than um, a, a family relationship where you say exactly what you feel. It kind of needs to be one where there's a bit, you know, you have a bit of respect, you don't answer back to them um, and you, you, you will listen to what they say. So just bear that in mind when you are finding that accountability, it works better if it's someone you kind of almost don't know so well, but you do have some respect for, because then you're going to stick to it and you're not going to tell them to, jog on when they're, they're annoying you unlike you know a lot of us would do if our partner says you shouldn't eat that because it doesn't tend to go down so well yeah and actually now, um, oh, I, was go on. I was speaking to a woman yesterday who joined who'd signed up to the program to work with us in 2021 and she was saying that she's she's already working with a another pt but the reason that she just decided she kind of needs a change because she got too familiar with that current pt so as you're saying it it become more of like a a friendship relationship between them so it was more difficult for them to hold her accountable. So she wanted that new relationship with somebody that like you just, you kind of mentioned, you don't know as well and you feel it's more of kind of a working relationship. So you're, you're almost more accountable because of that. Yeah, I, I hear the same one as well from loads of people who are, you know, inquiring to sign up, you know, jump on our discovery calls and um, they'll say the same thing. They just, they've got too, too close with their personal trainer. It's become like a friendship and then, you just can't, you can't keep a friend accountable in the same way. You can, you kind of get, they're going to give you too much slack and you, it's, you mean you can get away with too much. And that's also why sometimes we'll work with people for like a year and then Ben and I will, will switch with clients. So like I worked with Claire who worked with Ben last year and now I'm, I'm working with Claire just to keep that level of accountability high as well. So the last reason then that sort of people can struggle to be consistent or the last main reason, there's lots of sort of mini reasons, but is stress. So even with high levels of accountability, it is possible for stress to just cause things to unravel, um, which can lead to kind of ending up sat on the sofa with a sharing bag of chocolate and a lot of wine at the end of the week. And it can lead to, you know, waking up tired the next day, hungover and a weekend of eating and drinking crap or, you know, hitting that, I won't say the word, screw it button and saying, sod it, I'll start again next week. And this is something I hear from people when they just don't manage their stress levels very well. So what happens is their stress is unmanaged. They, you know, they're dealing with a really high workload. Maybe they've got some stress going on at home or building work or the moving house, which are all really stressful things. Might be something going on with a family member or a child. And if that stress isn't managed, like that, that's a really, that's a lot of stuff on your plate. Like we work with a lot of women with a lot of responsibility. Like as you, as they get older, they're not only responsible for themselves, but they're responsible for their employee employees or people who work for them that you know the people they manage they're responsible for parents they're responsible because um, they're getting older and you know potentially less able to look after themselves they're responsible for children the amount of plates they're spinning goes up and up and up and up and the stress goes up and up and up and up with it as well so it's very easy for that to then spill over and for most people they're not managing it proactively so what happens is they then have to just 
manage it however their body sort of sees fit. And when your stress hormones are high, the cortisol hormone Ben talked about before, which is your main stress hormone, this will actually create cravings for junk food. Um, it will create uh, leptin resistance, which will mean that you'll have higher cravings and you also won't even feel full after having it. Um, and it can also lead people to want to turn to alcohol to kind of numb it out. So if you don't proactively manage the stress, you're going to be more drawn to those foods. It's going to be an uphill battle to say no to the, the food and the wine or the, whatever your typical of choice is. So what you really need to do as a solution then is to reduce stress levels proactively, like have some way of sort of letting that release valve, opening that release valve on the pressure cooker of your sort of daily life. Now our clients do this using a daily mindset tool we call the stress shield. It takes less than 10 minutes a day and it helps them to sort of dissipate their stress before it ever becomes a problem. So they're every single day, they're kind of releasing that stress, using that stress relief valve. Some of it blows off, you know, blows off some of that steam and then they feel better and they don't need to turn to that food. They don't need to turn to the alcohol. It means they're able to stay consistent. And a good analogy for this is to imagine kind of like a bath at home and you've got the taps on full blast and the plugs in. And this is how most people's life is. It's, they've got the taps on full blast, the water's representing uh, the stress that's coming into their life but they have no way of releasing it. And what ends up happening is the, the water level rises, the stress level rises, it overflows and it causes a mess and it's constantly overflowing and causing a mess. What works much better is to regularly pull out the plug. So the bath is coming up, you pull out the plug, it drains, you then put the plug back in, it rises up and you pull it out. And if you can regularly do that, the water level will never get too high and it will never cause any issues. And it kind of is the same thing happens with stress. If you can regularly manage it, it will never, reach that breaking point. And that's what I can't do with the stress shield. Um, and I'd recommend you have some sort of daily routine or ritual that you use as well to proactively manage it. So while our routine involves um, some form of meditation, very quick form that's nice and efficient because we know our clients are very busy, um, a written journaling exercise in a, in a journal that they'll, all our clients get sent out when they join us. Um, and also another very quick exercise we call the daily win. So the key, the key thing is really, it doesn't matter what that routine is for you, but something which you dissipate, you stress every single day so that you put your head in the right place every single day and that you stop those stress levels getting so high because we've done a whole podcast on it before. Stress indirectly and directly will stop you seeing progress, especially for women over 40. Your stress response is much higher. Check out the podcast on Cortisol if you want to understand more about it. But really, if you don't manage stress, it's almost impossible to stay consistent. And... Everything we talked about today is all stuff that we do inside our Fit Over 40 program. We don't do it all at once. We do build it up over a few um, weeks and over the 12 weeks so that it's not overwhelming. So it can seem like a lot, but we kind of do it in a structured way. So you just have to follow it bit step by step. And um, it takes care, it kind of takes care of all the rest. You just have to, to kind of show up and we, we, we make sure you, you know exactly what you need to be doing um, and do it in the most efficient way possible. But Ben, where can people find out more info if they want to? To check it out and um, and see if it would be right for them in 2021. So if you want to find out more info about the Fit Over 40 program and working with us in 2021, just head over to www.fit40info.com and you can grab all the details there. And um, finally, we've just I just wanted to read through one testimonial that we've got here. It's quite a long one, but I think it's worth reading out the whole thing because it's um, it's really good, really really interesting stories. This is from our client, well Rob's client. She's working with Rob. Uh, can't say her name out because she wishes to remain anonymous, which is fine. But this is our client, Kay. So she says, before joining Trinity, I was feeling in quite a dark place. Literally, it was February. 
Um, I'd put on quite a lot of weight in the previous year, despite doctors making it very clear to me that I should be losing weight after spinal surgery. I had a gym membership, but found it impossible to make time to go. I was anxious about starting new exercise as I wasn't sure what my spine could deal with. Things were not going well at work. My boss was unhappy with my performance. I was prioritizing family, but this was taking its toll in terms of stress. So I had been a gym user and swimming on and off since I was a teenager. 30 years ago, I was doing dubious teenage dieting methods. For example, living on Rivita, a Marmite, not ideal, and flirted with proper eating disorders. 25 years ago, I was doing Weight Watchers plus rowing, lost weight, but a few years later, put it all back on again. 18 years ago, I lost weight again using a combination of my old Weight Watchers materials and consistent gym and swim routine, but found that difficult to keep the weight off over time. And then three years ago, worked with a personal trainer who used resistance training uh, plus clean eating, but no calorie counting. And this was very effective for eight months or so, but I stopped the training because I had increasingly bad back pain, kept up the eating rules for another nine to 12 months. But once I eventually dropped them too, the weight piled back on. I knew from my personal history that an exercise regime based on resistance training would suit me and should get results, although I wasn't sure how easy or safe it would be to do this in my own home. I was a bit skeptical and concerned about calorie counting as I've most recently had good results with clean eating rather than calorie counting as a different system. I didn't want to get into another eating disorder type mindset. Um, and I'm still skeptical, again, based on personal history about keeping the weight off once I've lost it. However, my three biggest wins from the program so far are number one, consistency pays off. And number two, defining short-term goals is really helpful towards long-term goals. And number three, I've lost 23 kilos or three and a half stone. Because of my large frame, it's taken a long time for my weight loss to be really noticeable, even though I have now lost three and a half stone, but it's still quite evident that I am a lot slimmer, particularly around my waist and hips, and all my clothes seem to be too big now. I'm very impressed with how my upper arms have changed. Although the circumference isn't that much smaller, there is a world of difference in terms of how toned they are, which is nice because they were not my favorite body part. I've increased the amount of weight I can carry, so bought three new kettlebells, which is the weights we use with our clients since starting Trinity, and the heaviest is 24 kilos, and I'm a lot more confident about weight-bearing activity and my back than I was when I started, which has been really, really good for my confidence. That said, I'm still extremely careful with my back and cautious about carrying heavy weights above waist level. For example, I'm still only using 12 kilograms for goblet squats. It's a common exercise that we use inside the program. So she goes on to say, I think the Trinity mindset work and general consistent routine has been really helpful for me through ups and downs of 2021, combined with the general energy boost that comes from feeling healthy. In my family life, there is a give and take to this. For example, my husband has had to get used to me not being very available for the family three mornings a week, but generally I think everyone has benefited from me being in good health. And unfortunately, given COVID, there has been lim limited opportunity for impacts on work, social life, etc. My work colleagues last saw me at my heaviest, and I think it could be an awkward moment when I do see them in person again, at which point I will probably be four stone lighter, will they mention it? And in my opinion, I think they, they probably will definitely mention it because it's a massive change. It's a really, really impressive, impressive results as well. So yeah, that's that's a well anonymous K as Ben said, um, but we've been working together this year. She sort of signed up in February, as it said there. So at the start of last year, basically, and she lost three and a half stone, which, you know, I think is amazing. And it's had a knock on effect on everything else. And she, like many of the clients we work with, had this spine injury. She actually had surgery for it as well. It's very common. And a lot of people are worried about whether you can do the right, you know, the best type of training for women over 40. So strength training, 
And she's, again, we have lots of evidence of this, proof that it can be done, it can be done from home and you can still see brilliant results and you can build up that strength again. So if you're interested in finding out more, if you if you do wanna see if this could be right for you as well, we'll have an in-depth phone call with you uh, before you even um, consider signing up to make sure that it is right for you. We'll set goals for you. Um, with you for 2021 as well on that call. So either way, you're gonna get loads from it. Ben, where can people find out more, apply and book in a, a call to speak to us if they if they do want to take it further? So if you, if you wanna book in a kind of no obligation call with us, have a chat, see if this could work for you, just head over to www.fit40info.com. You'll see all the details of how to apply on that page. Um, we'll have a chat, we'll see if it works. And if we can get, your, get the results you're looking for, then um, yeah, we could work together in 2021. Perfect. So I hope you enjoyed today's podcast episode. Happy New Year to everyone listening as well. And we'll be back next Friday, Thursday, Friday. Depends where you're listening. If you're on uh, Facebook, it'll be Thursday. If you're on the podcast, whatever it's called, Apple Podcast, Spotify, it'll be Friday. But either way, have a great New Year and we'll see you then. So thank you for listening to today's episode of the Trinity Podcast. If you've enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to hit that subscribe button inside your podcast app so you don't miss future shows. And also please leave us a quick review. It only takes two minutes. We do all of these shows completely for free to help you. So we'd really appreciate a quick review if it's helped you at all. So thank you again so much for listening and we'll catch you next week for the next episode of the Trinity Podcast.